0: Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable. Today's episode is going to be intense as fuck and comes at you with a heavy heart and some real, real, real shit. Um, I posted on Instagram. Uh, actually, hold on, before I do that, I want to make an announcement on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I did it on Instagram Live before uh, as the setup, but I want to do it again here. Uh, Self to Society has officially partnered with Dad Co. Um, I'll put all of the links to find what Dad Co is, what they stand for. Uh, I wear a shirt that says Provide and Protect, that was designed by them. Um, but the gentleman who runs it, his name is Mason. He's a wonderful, wonderful human. And him and I have connected on, on what it means to be a dad in the 21st century outside of the box of being quote unquote normal. And so what we're going to do together is if you listen to Self to Society and you like the shit that he makes, uh, you can get 10% off. Just go, uh, I'll put the link, but, uh, the co- the code will be STS10. Um, when you go to his site and check out, it's going to be a dope partnership that we will continue to roll out as it gets further down the road. Back to the podcast. Also, Mason, if you're listening, thank you. You're the man. Look forward to this very, very much. Uh, I'd posted something on Instagram that said you can be safe without being isolated. And it came out of some conversations that I was having about men, actually, um, this conversation that I was having was about men's inability to be vulnerable. Uh, I have this conversation a lot. Conversa- a conversation that I have a lot is why why do we live in a world where men do so many shitty things? I have done a lot of shitty things, okay? So don't don't uh, please don't ever take these words as if I never have. I will always confess to this shit like I'll probably do it too much actually. but uh, in confessing to it and in recognizing it and understanding that I have done it and it's real, uh, I also want to make sure that I'm able to say that I've um, I no longer do some of the shitty shit that I used to do, which doesn't mean that I don't do any shitty shit, it just means I don't do half the shitty shit that I used to. I digress. So having conversations about men and why we do the things that we do as men, um, even down to like men who invite other partners, other sexual partners, or men who want to uh, open up or encourage an open relationship for them and their partner, uh, I've started to really look at some of this shit and... Ultimately, we just end up being scared. <laughs> uh, men just end up being scared a lot. We end up we end up feeling shame and guilt and fear, and we don't always know what to do with those things. And so, because... Uh, I don't know that this is always a great excuse, but because many of us are told that we can't cry in emotions for pussies, and we can't uh, share these sensitive elements, and we can't be softer... Uh, show those sides of what it means to be a human that we just toughen up. Uh, I've, I've shared some pretty in-depth stuff about how I was raised and things that my dad said to me that, that really did guide a lot of my behavior in my early years. I'm also really grateful that I am who I am today and have been able to seek some clarity and some peace in my own heart uh, and also look at humanity as an entire space race one human as opposed to segregating humans into gender race sexuality socioeconomic status whatever it may be so how do we be how do we find safety without being isolated i think the answer to this question lies deep in the mystery of vulnerability and not just general I'm going to tell you a truth vulnerability, but gut-wrenchingly scary vulnerability. Like I mentioned, I think men typically are scared. We show up scared, and so we act tough. We show up afraid, and so we shut off our emotion. We show up insecure, and so we overpower or aggress on people. And that seems to be how we end up acting. And then you add on layers of guilt and shame to these behaviors and it, it makes it even harder to set ourselves free. It makes it even harder for us to recognize that we are in fact being assholes or hurting people or to take into the, the mental consideration that hurting somebody is actually hurting us. Thank you we, so when we show up scared and insecure and we hide, that's, men do a lot of hiding. We hide behind money and we hide behind sex and we hide behind big trucks and fast cars and we hide behind multiple sexual partners and we hide behind uh, expensive watches and we hide behind technology. We hide behind a lot of things. And when i thought when i had this thought that men that we all but men uh, and women but that we can be safe without having to be isolated the first thing that came to my mind was that most men are, are going to be unwilling most men are going to to remain afraid and act as if they are tougher than they are so that they don't have to admit that they need to be safe it's fucking ludicrous how silly and how ignorant men choose to portray or project the wrong emotion and the wrong expression of who they are and how they want to show up. So we do a lot of this. (laughs) We do a lot of fucking stupid posturing instead of just showing up soft and saying, hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm broken and I'm hurt and I'm vulnerable and I'm scared and... I just need somebody to sit with me. When I heard about, uh, I'm trying not to cry while I talk about this topic. Uh, when I heard about Jared Wilson yesterday, I, I was I was shocked. I was a little bit undone m- mentally because when when we look at when we look at people externally, right this is uh, some of this has to do with how men show up i 'm a presenter i 'm an entertainer. I was put on this earth to speak, to entertain, to captivate people i I love it and i 'm decent at it, and I think that that 's why i 'm part of why i 've shown up on the earth at the particular time that I have, and so I understand what it's like to show up and hide behind charisma. I know what it's like to show up and hide behind a lot of really eloquently placed words. I know what that is like because I've done it. I did it. (laughs) Sometimes I still do it. And, and, And I knew Jared to be very educated. I knew him to be very, very well spoken and very articulate. He was an incredible writer and an incredibly powerful speaker. And when I found out yesterday that he had taken his life, I simply asked myself, I wonder what he had to hide. I wonder what was so heavy in that man's soul that he had to hide it for so long that it became this overwhelming that the idea for any human to think that leaving behind your family or your friends or a spouse or your children or your, your, your community, whatever that looks like, if, if we can get ourselves to a place where leaving them behind is better than fighting through whatever is deep in our hearts, that's some big, heavy fucking shit. That's the shit that men learned learn to hide from. And I, I, it, regrettably, it's been probably a couple years since Jared and I have spoken. So I don't have any context. I don't have any context to this. What I do know is that in my own life, I have had some of these things. And I've been really privileged to walk along other men and women who have, who have also had these things. I, I'm very, very lucky to be an ally of and a friend of dozens of wonderful beautiful humans who identify within LGBTQ. One of the, one of the most incredible feelings I've ever had, uh, is a human looking at me and saying, when I saw you walk in the door, I immediately tensed up because you're tall and you look sort of aggressive. (laughs) And because I was a male. And then that the same human later saying after about an hour of conversation, I was totally wrong about you. Thank you for showing up the way you did. I feel safe to be who I am. Some of the most beautiful words that anybody has ever spoken to me. I say that to say, people have told me the thing that they're afraid to let out, even if they've let it out for some other people, right? Even if, even if humans have been able to share something with somebody we still bury shit so far down inside of us that we we end up operating in a way uh, that, that helps us hide whatever it is we want to hide. When we choose to bury whatever it is, so let's say you've lived most of your life straight and you decide that you want to be trans. Let's say you've lived most of your life uh, in... Gay or lesbian relationships, and you decide you want to be straight. Let's say you are wildly insecure that you don't actually make as much money as you tell people. Let's say you, since high school, created an addiction that you have never been able to kick, and nobody, if very, very few, if anybody, knows about this addiction. let's say that some of us have those things. Let's say sex or buying sex or watching extensive amounts of pornography are things that have gripped you. Let's say you were unfaithful on your spouse or a partner and never told a soul. Let's say you've never known who you want to actually show up as. These are real fucking things that all of us go through. In one way or another, all of us go through some variation of this. Each of us has something that we bury deep down inside of us that takes a long goddamn time to dig out. And if we choose to dig it out, what we learn is that initially... It feels good, right? Initially, we're like, oh, got a little bit of that off my chest. What I will assure you is that if you continue to dig, it will get really, really painful for an amount of time. It gets worse before it gets better. Oh, it gets much worse before it gets better, especially the more that we make things public. The more that we make them public, the the harder it is, the, the more eyeballs are on us. Uh, And even if we don't make it like public on social or through a channel or a feed, but we make it more public within our circle, it gets harder before it gets easier. And we have to learn new lessons. We have to learn new coping mechanisms and new strategies. We have to find new friends. We have to insert ourselves into new social cultures and into new social situations so that we can find the people who actually understand us and are like us. The saddest part is that most of us live alongside people who they don't even fucking like. We live alongside people who don't understand us, don't give a shit to understand us, probably couldn't understand us, and yet we spend most of our lives pretending that we give a shit about what they think. I care deeply about what people think. That doesn't mean that I let it affect my decision making. But I do care deeply about what people think. Uh, I don't know why I'm driven that way. I am. And I have learned how to not let it guide my behavior. It's been a lot of work though. Like an extensive amount of work. <laughs> when, when we talk about being safe, when I talk about being safe, not, not we as a whole, when I talk about being safe, what I talk about is starting to shed all of that shit. Starting to let go and dig up and be, be bold enough, brave enough, willing enough to share those things that have held us captive and scare us and keep us in the shadows and keep us behind some facade of ourselves and keep us in the lives of people who we don't even fucking like. When we, when we allow ourselves to step outside of that, and we, we move in a new direction, it takes an enormous amount of bravery. And it takes an enormous amount of emotional fortitude in order to transition your life from one pattern to another. However, if we, comma, if we do that, we will find ourselves safe alongside of people who can look at us and hear our story and go, you know what? Me too. When I started to share publicly about uh, being unfaithful and my ex-wife, I have heard an enormous amount of stories from men and women who had never told anybody else that they cheated. We don't have to say phrases like, you're not alone. Because we, we inherently know that. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you inherently know that I've done shit that you've done. And you probably know based on comments and following along with the narrative that we're sharing together that you have done things that other people have done and other people have done things that you have done. So we don't have to make a statement of it. We simply have to walk alongside one another hand in hand and say, I see you. I see you, and you're safe here. I see you, and you're safe here. If we can use that kind of language with one another, as we learn more about each other's stories, as we're willing to dig out the shit, especially if you uh, are a man who identifies as... uh, I don't even like the word alpha. I'm just trying to say like if you show up like really masculine and you're willing to do some of this work, you will radically transform the future of your entire life, the people around you, the people whom you whom you affect and and the the you'll change the waves. We all make waves. I like to cannonball <laughs> personally and What I've learned, though, is that making waves is not the problem. I don't need to show up and be, like, ultra serene, because that's not who I am. However, I can show up and bring peace while also doing a goddamn cannonball in the pool, right? Like, it doesn't have to be destructive. It can be fun. It doesn't have to be heavy-handed. It can be open-handed, and it can be safe, And so, as I I really think through the idea of being safe uh, without being isolated, this is what I mean. Our safety comes in a willingness to share the shit that we would really truly never want anybody to know. (laughs) It's sharing the shit that has has kept us hidden from our actual tribe, our real community, our neighborhood, as I like to call it. It's the thing that keeps us hidden from from the people who will actually understand us. It's one of the most beautiful things about the conversation I had with Mason from DadCo earlier. He lives in the UK. We have different upbringings, different cultures, an entirely different society that we're fucking dealing with. We've never met. We've We've tried to plan a conversation for weeks because of the time difference. Like... And, and yet we showed up into a conversation and have showed up into this, this social situation with the podcast and his clothing line and his messaging and we said, yeah, I fucking get you. Like, I, I, you're one of my people and I didn't have to know shit about him. I'm, I'm learning, right? Like when you can face-to-face with somebody, you learn that, but like when you can say, I see you and you're safe, and you're my people and I get I get you that's when the safety without being humiliated comes in will you feel humiliation as you dig some of this shit out probably will you be embarrassed yes will you be afraid scared have some shame probably do i wish that i could take all of those things off the table yes can i no it's a part of the process. Part of the emotional process is, is swimming through that shit. Not wishing it didn't exist. It has to exist. In order for you to be a better, more founded, more emotionally stable person, you have to swim through that shit. And as a type 7 on the Enneagram, that's hard as fuck for me. So if, my, if we continue to just like swim it to the side... Well, we were cheating ourselves. We're not giving ourselves an opportunity to actually show up as our authentic self or show up for people who really need to know that we see them and that they're safe. And when we can allow people an opportunity to be seen and feel safe, we're in this shit together forever. For as long as we can do this. And my hope, my deepest, deepest hope is that by this messaging that we can identify the thing that we're so fucking scared of that it would drive us to consider taking our life away from the people who love us more than walking through the fire that it may have in front. If, if we can do that, I hope... I hope that this this messaging, this verbiage, allows people strength and freedom to know that there are people waiting for you who will see you and who will allow you to be safe no matter what it is you feel like you have to hide. No matter what it is. Addiction, whether you... Uh, I'm gonna throw some more things out. If you've raped somebody, if you've drugged somebody and taken advantage of them, if you've sexually assaulted somebody, if you've been sexually assaulted or raped, if being, uh, abused as a kid, uh, caused you to be abusive to your children and that, and that pains you, if the addiction to money or status is something that you just have always called authentic and maybe it isn't if, if you're an asshole if you show up into the world with expectation that people owe you shit. And you know that it's, you know that it's not safe or healthy for you or anybody else. If, if you've used your power to be manipulative. If you've used your looks to get whatever you want. And at the end of the day, you fall asleep knowing that you just really were manipulating people. I can go on and on and on. Maybe it's fitness that we use. Maybe you're addicted to fitness and you don't know how to tell somebody that you wish you could do it less. It's a real thing. These are real things that I know we think about and walk through. If you've struggled your entire life to, to understand your sexual identity your identity as a man or a woman, your identity as a human on the planet, then I, I'm begging you to start somewhere. To find somebody that you trust enough to at least scratch the surface of getting this shit out. And once you do that, Know that there's nothing too heavy. Your life might totally change. Let me say this. I'm almost out of time, but let me say this. Your life may have to totally change for you to end up being authentic. Let's say you're a pastor. And you have some shit in your hidden closet that that people can't find out about. Your profession might have to change. Right, We may have to alter the course of our lives in order to be who we really are, but which thing is more worthy? Being able to live a life as we truly are with freedom and hope and joy and contentment and peace or to continue hiding and being desperately miserable. I... (laughs) I hope so bad that as we go through this journey we will not lie to ourselves and we will not believe the lie that no one will understand us and no one will accept us and that what we're dealing with is too big or too heavy or too much. That is some bullshit lie. It's a bullshit lie to keep you hidden into the pain and the fear, the depression, the anxiety. It's a bullshit fucking lie. There are people ready to love you and ready to support you. You may have to search for them, but we exist. My friends, I thank you so much for listening to this episode. It, it comes with a heavy heart. It's a very serious topic. My approach on the topic I don't think is all that traditional. However, I do believe so deeply in every word that I've shared and if if you are dealing with something that is so heavy that you've considered choosing to not exist on this planet instead of fighting through it, I'm begging you to be brave enough to just tell somebody. And to please know that there's a space for you. There is a space. You don't have to hide, you don't have to be isolated, and there's plenty of room here with us to be safe. If you have somebody in your life that uh, you think may need to hear some of these words without, like, putting it on them and saying, you should listen to this, uh, please do that. Otherwise, uh, we'll do the podcast again. I don't know how to end on a real high note, but... Thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for being a part of the neighborhood. And I believe in you. You have the ability to be safe without being isolated. And I believe that with my whole heart. I'll do this again next week, friends. See ya.